come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news, tips, and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get aesthetic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I am also Matt. What? That means I'm going to talk the entire thing and you're not <laughs> going to get a chance. Look, unless unless they were here in the pre-show, they, they, that doesn't make as much. Well, it probably still makes sense. It makes sense to anyone who knows you. It probably does. It anyway, probably does. Actually, I'm Kimbra, just in case you actually thought I was Matt, which I don't think anyone actually thought. I hope for your sake they don't. <laughs> By the way, uh, what did I figure out? This is... This is like four four weeks of two weeks. I think you had two weeks. Two, I three weeks. Yeah, well, the, yeah, it was two and a half. This is three weeks. This is three weeks of growth from nothing to three weeks of growth. I know that means nothing to the audio crowd, but I'm talking about my beard, which grows like a chia. So, hey, we got David Burgess. We got the entire continent of Australia right here, right now. <laughs> g'day, g'day, g'day. I got to practice my uh, Australian accent for the Down Under Cruisers episode later on that we're going to go hang out. But today, today we are talking about uh, our trip to Nassau. We, do we have anything else we need to talk about? We're just going to jump right into Nassau. Um, I mean, we're going on a cruise. We're going to be like primed for our cruise next next Friday. You know, we record yeah. these on Fridays typically right for right now. And so in, in a week from today, we will be in Miami at the hotel. Yeah. So with, next with week, Mama Sandy. Next week, this hey, may of, hi, Mom. or may not be at the same time, depending on how things go and, for the week. Yeah, but we're we'll see. We think we'll be down there and ready. We might just do a fun kind of. Uh, it might just be more of a live stream podcast or something. You know, getting ready to go on the cruise with Mama Sandy. With Mama Sandy, she we'll get Mama Sandy on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, news. Let's let's throw up this. Not like. Ugh, but like that there, <laughs> um, our group cruise group cruise. Yeah. So if anybody wants to join us, we have our first official fantastic group cruise, February 19th, 2023. It is a seven night leaving out of Tampa to Grand Cayman, Roatan, Belize and Cozumel. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. It's going to be underwater. Some Not up. the cruise ship though. No part, well, part of it. Will be. Well, that's true. Um, if you're interested, fantastictravel at gmail.com. We want you to join us. Yes, and uh, and we have had some interest. We have some people booked now, and we're getting ready to book some more. It's going to be fun. If you do like the creatures, you know we're going to be focusing on those in the ports. Of course, you don't have to do the same things we do, but we are hoping that most people will be able to do most of the things that we do if they would like to do those things. We'll do kind of a variety of things. A lot of them will probably have water elements, but... We'll do a variety. Okay. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm laughing because Ian says, in a very unhomosexual way, I prefer Matt. I prefer the beard on Matt. <laughs> Here's the thing, Ian. I like the beard. I do like the beard the way it looks. I don't like the way it feels. You know, it's itchy. It's scratchy. It's... This is this is a good length of beard. You look like Can you're you... scratching like Reno. You got fleas. I probably got them from Reno. Really? Reno does not have fleas. But this is a good length. Like when it's when it's real long, it's real long. This is a great audio portion of the podcast for those just <laughs> listening now. Just try and imagine about a quarter inch of stubble growing out of Matt's face and some reddish, some brown, and more and more grays and whites coming out all the time. <laughs> Anyways, let's actually do the podcast. Let's do that. So um so yes, um, the podcast, Nassau. Look, I sorry, I need I need to know. Facebook user said, "I so wish we could join you for this cruise." Oh, is that Charlie? Oh, it probably is. Yes. Probably well, whoever you are, if you are Charlie or if you're someone else, I hope so. We too. wish you could join us for the yeah. cruise too. Nassau, let's talk about it. So, look, Nassau gets a bad reputation. A lot of people don't like Nassau. People say Nassau. People say I'm going to stay on the ship. 
we want to change your mind about that because NASA has a lot to offer. So we had a really fun day in NASA and we did we did sort of three things, really kind of two, but sort of three things. So let's start with the one that we released the vlog of just a mere less than an hour ago from when we're recording this. Yes. And that is, we went to a place called Junkanoo Beach. Now, Junkanoo Beach is about a 15-minute walk from the cruise ship. So you get off the cruise so ship. I think it's like almost exactly 15 minutes. We yeah. looked at what time yeah. we got off. Depends on how fast you walk, I well, guess. Well, if, yeah. if you walk at the speed of Kimbra and Matt. <laughs> Which is probably average walking speed for most <laughs> most people. Uh, it's, it's not that far of a walk. You can see the cruise ship from the beach. Now... Right now, of course, because of the state of the world, it it was very, very empty. I have heard from many people um, that it can be very crowded, but we're not. We didn't go to Junkanoo Beach for the beach. Okay, Junkanoo Beach is it is a beach. Uh, there are a lot of vendors there. I think they can be pushy. We couldn't tell you because we weren't on the beach. We were in the water. That's why we went. So. We were looking for a way to snorkel on the cheap. And Junkanoo Beach is completely free unless you buy drinks or rent stuff there or whatever. We didn't need to do any of that. So we got all our, our snorkel gear and we hiked the hike and we went to check it out. Now, if you Google, is Junkanoo Beach a good place to snorkel, you will inevitably be yelled at as the internet does about how terrible it is. No, there's no snorkeling there. Absolutely not. Forget about it. Um, why are you even asking such stupid questions? Okay. But we didn't stop with those quick answers. We looked for videos of people snorkeling at Junkanoo Beach and found several going back 8, 10, 12 years. And some of those videos looked pretty good for a free beach that's 15 minutes away from the cruise ship. Well, how do we know what the deal is? The only way was to investigate it ourselves. So that's what we did. We went to this beach and we got in the water and we checked out. Yes, we did. This is one of those times when I'm pausing to let you talk. <laughs> so we jumped in the water. We put on our mask, stuck in our snorkel, slipped on the fins and dove in. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Is that where you were going with that? Sure. That's exactly where I was going with that. And we kick, 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 kick. And the water was actually quite milky. It was milky. When you get in the water, if you if you went in, so there are three like jetties that go out in the first part of Junkanoo Beach. They're spread out quite a distance apart. We did a little bit of research to figure out where some of the structure stuff that we saw in the videos was. And it turns out that the main bit of it is in that middle jetty. So if you look at a map, like a Google map of Junkanoo Beach, you'll see those three little jetties. You want to go to that center one. It goes out, I don't know, 75 feet maybe into the water i have like i have no way of guessing distance it it goes out pretty far and you have to go out 15 20 30 feet before the water is not milky anymore like it is milk like milk you get out there and all of a sudden it like clears up in a, in a span of about 15 feet it went from milky to probably about 30 foot visibility, I would say. Now we were also there. We got there early in the morning. It was very overcast. We noticed as the sun came out, the visibility actually improved. And I suspect on a sunny day, it might be better. However, if there's a lot of people at the beach, that might cause some issues with, with the silt and stuff getting kicked up. But it's a big swim area. And I don't think they would be able to kick up enough sand to like silt up the whole thing. But you may have a little bit uh, less visibility even you know, you might, might have to go further out, a little bit further out. Yeah, it's also, it's pretty shallow as well. I don't think there was a spot that was deeper than, what, 15 feet? I don't even know if it got that deep. I, yeah. I mean, looking at some of the footage where we were swimming down, uh, I would say the average depth in the area where we were snorkeling was probably between five and eight feet. There's probably some spots, maybe... In some areas, it might have gone down to 10, 12, maybe even 15 Maybe, feet. but it was pretty shallow. The areas where stuff is was on the shallower, tended to be on the shallower spots. Like not super, not like three feet, but like 
six, yeah, there was eight, there eight. was no real spot where you could like touch touch unless yeah. you were like close up to the shore. Yeah, yeah. But it was shallow enough that it wasn't deep. And it was shallow enough that even with a mere 20, 30 foot visibility, you could see the bottom. Easily. So if you're not a person that swims underwater and hangs out on the bottom, um, you can still see stuff, especially around the structural stuff at the end of that, that middle um, area. So you go out there and there's a lot of like concrete rubble. There's some like old corrugated metal fencing or something. I don't know what it is. What it originally was for pieces of yeah. stuff, but the, but it's loaded with like grunts and snappers, and there's like sea anemones all over it, and sea urchins all over it, and lots and lots and lots of life that you could see pretty easily. Even if that visibility was down to about five feet, you'd still see some fish for free. Like if you bring you, here's the thing: you have to have your own gear. You're not going to rent it there, so bring your own mask, and I recommend bringing fins. And, and a snorkel, but definitely you need your own a mask for sure. Um, so, but you know, you go out there and there's a lot of fish. If you go out further away, get to some of these structures, there's a lot of ledges you can swim down and check out. I saw, I've never seen so many of the little coral banded shrimp. Like they were everywhere. Coral banded shrimp, every ledge had coral banded shrimp underneath it that we saw a couple porcupine fish we saw a trumpet fish you know watch the video if you haven't watched the vlog go and watch the vlog over on fantastic studios and you'll see some highlights of some of the things we saw butterfly fish uh but we we also need to warn you especially if you're going to be walking around if you have kids uh there is a lot of stuff there that can hurt you so nothing but don't make that scare you away Nothing's going to kill you there, but there's things that can hurt you. So there are long spine sea urchins. There are, uh, there is a lot of fire coral encrusting some of the, like the metal and the rock. And there is also quite a few lionfish there, which are invasive in, in the Caribbean, but they have a venomous sting. Now, the only way that any of this stuff is going to bother you is if you are touching it or standing on it. Most of it wouldn't be practical to stand on. Like you're probably going to slip and fall and hurt yourself trying to stand on this stuff uh, or it's too deep to stand on. But if you if you are the person that swims down and tries to grab on the stuff because, you know, you'll float back up, um, you don't want to do that unless you're 100% sure what you're grabbing is not like fire coral. There's not a lionfish in that crevice that you just put your hand in uh, and then there's no like long spine sea urchin because, um, yeah, there's a lot of stinging stuff at this site. But as long as you don't touch it, you're good to go. And it's easy to avoid. It's super easy to avoid. And I would say it's probably more of a danger for people that are just there splashing around at the beach that would accidentally step on a sea urchin or, or something of that nature. Um, yeah, it's it's not a thing to really be overly concerned about. You just need to be aware of it. And really, it's it's a good lesson because whenever you are snorkeling, scuba diving on any marine site, you really shouldn't on the whole be touching things because a lot of the animals that live there might be living on the surface of that. Like I'm thinking coral sponges. And so you grab something, you're going to kill it. So, you know, you don't want to grab things unless you know that there's not something you're going to hurt living on it. If it's just a rock or, you know, algae, you're probably okay. But you know, that's, it's, it's hard to know what's what. So you're better off just not touching anything. That's what I would recommend in, in most cases. Uh, so I do recommend going to the speech though. Yeah. I it mean, was, it the, was fun. the value's there. I mean, it's free. I will, I will go as far as to say, if you go, if you go to Junkanoo beach and snorkel and don't have a great time and you get the same deal we did, I'll give you a hundred percent of your money back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was really cool. We enjoyed it quite a bit. We were there. What? About two and a half hours. Yeah. And, and we probably would have stayed longer, but we knew there were some other things we wanted to do in Nassau that day. And so we got out of the pool. Out of the pool? Yeah, being the, the beach. And we went back to the ship, changed, and, and went out for round two. Round yeah. two. So, but yeah, Junkanoo Beach, I have heard when it's crowded that things can get stolen. So uh, 
if you have a lot of beach stuff and you don't have somebody that's going to sit on the beach, you either need to bring a beach safe or what we did is we had like a, a bag and our shoes. We just left that on the beach. Somebody really wants to steal that, you know, there wasn't you, anything you probably there. need it and that's fine. But we had like our, our cards, our money, our camera batteries. We got the little cell phone um, cases, just the one little cheapo ones. Like I think I got two of them for 10 bucks. Yeah. They're waterproof to 30, 40 feet or something like that. And we just stuck all that in there and just tucked them into our, uh, our shirts. So we were wearing rash guards. So that, that worked out pretty well and we didn't have to worry about it. But if, but if you do have valuables and they're bigger, you, you are going to want to have to lock them down. You are going to want to have to, you're going to want to lock them down or bring an extra person who just wants to sit on the beach. If you have a beach person, I can't speak to the pleasure of being there as a beach. Cause I didn't, we didn't do that. And that's not really our scene anyway. Like we don't really do that, but, um, but I, we can speak to the, the underwater world of Junkanoo beach and it gets a thumbs up. So check it out next time you're in Nassau, you know, even if, even if you just want to get off the ship for like three hours, two hours, Walk over there, hit the water, check it out, come back. Boom. Yeah, we were actually really excited that we had another cruise coming up that's going to Nassau because we were when when we booked the this other cruise, we were like, and eh, Nassau, we'll just stay on the ship that day. And then we snorkeled and we were like, ooh, I'm excited to go back to Nassau and do this. <laughs> Well, it's not happening now. They've yeah. removed Nassau from that cruise. Yeah, they so, said Nassau. <laughs> you don't get to go there. Really? I know. It's, that, that was, was bad. That was that bad. Was bad. Yeah. yeah. But well, that just means we have to book another cruise. Yep. I'm sure we will go back to Nassau because that next to Cozumel is the most common port that I've been to. And I think that most people would have that experience because uh, those are the two stops that people usually hit, either Nassau or Cozumel. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been there quite a few times, and we didn't even tell them the best part. You mean what you saw? Yes. So I see a test, okay? A test is the is the skeletal structure of a sea urchin. When they die, they leave it behind, and it's, it's a beautiful test sitting at the bottom, probably six, eight feet of water, and I see it, and it's just like green algae, like seagrass and algae, and then white sand. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to swim down and, you know, just look at it. So I swim down to look at it. And what I see is, is a, an octopus about with a head and foot, which is the what people would think of as the head, about the size of probably like a... Like a softball? Yeah, maybe close to a softball, between a baseball and a softball. And it just lights up. Like all of a sudden it just spreads out. It goes from like a brown and white model color to like white, bright white. And, uh, and just starts kind of swimming away. And as it's going over the sand and then the, the grass and algae in the sand, it's changing its colors to match and blend in. It was so cool. It's in the vlog. Check it out. So cool. And I realized that I have seen in my life, I have only seen octopuses three times outside of like aquariums. And all three of those times were in the Bahamas. Two of them were in Nassau. So come on, that's like, for me, if I see an octopus, that, that like, if you were here on my list and like up here's the top, now I know audio people like say uh, you're at number three and out of 10, I see an octopus, you're immediately going to the top three, maybe to number one, but probably not. Cause the rest of it was, it was, it was good snorkeling. Like if we had that in Florida, I'd be there every weekend, every weekend I would be there. Yeah. I I did not see the octopus until later. I was off looking at some other fish or something, and I pop my head out of the water, and I hear, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I said, what did I miss? And he said, I just saw an octopus. Look, I and I tried desperately. I wanted her to see it so bad. So I would swim up to the surface, and I stick my head out and look around and she was too far away. I, I was like, Gibra, Gibra. And then I stick my hand at her. Oh, octopus is gone. You'll see it in the video. Like me all of a sudden at the surface looking for it. I swim down, find it. Okay, there it is. I got a little footage. Come back up to the surface. Gibra, Gibra, 
I lost the octopus before I found Kimbra. So, but you know, well, there'll be more. There'll be more. Mallory says she saw four on one night dive in Cozumel. Well, why aren't we doing that? Right? Because we've we've only done one night dive. That's true. We saw a sea turtle. But, and a nurse shark. And a nurse shark. Both very cool. Yeah. But I would trade those for four octopuses. I don't know. The sea turtle was... I mean, I mean, the sea turtles are pretty, I don't know. I've seen more sea turtles. So. Yeah, but that, that was it what was I cool. wanted to see. That's true. That's true. Yes. How many sea turtles would you trade for? How many octopuses would you trade for a sea turtle? I guess it's like, it's like cruise creature currency. I'll give you three octopuses and a Caribbean reef squid for one Caribbean reef shark. <laughs> Depends on the type of turtle. <laughs> Oh, okay. You know, I've I've only seen green sea turtles. Oh, so yeah, yeah. if you're gonna throw in like like a loggerhead, I'd like to see a loggerhead. Logger, yeah. If you if you're gonna make it like a a leather bag, oh well, you no, know you yeah. gotta you gotta give me a lot of octopuses yeah, to make it I worth mean, a leather bag. You know, no, totally. It depends I, I, on yeah. the type of sea turtle. That, that's fair. That's fair. I I have seen yeah I've not seen that's I have not seen a uh, Kemp's Ridley or a leatherback in the wild. I've not seen a leatherback period live at all. But I'd like to see a hawksbill too. I think they're very hawksbills cool looking. I've seen and they are very cool. I like hawksbills a lot. Anyway, so yeah, snorkeling at Junkanoo Beach, very cool experience. Uh, there are some cool dive sites. You know, earlier in the pre thing, um, Ian was talking about Thunderball, the James Bond movie. There's a dive site you can go to in Nassau that is known for seeing Caribbean reef sharks. Uh, we actually considered doing that. That was an available excursion on this cruise, but the pricing on it was really high. And uh, and we were kind of looking at this cruise as a budget cruise. So we decided to just, you know, we're like, hey, we can always do that when we come back to NASA. <laughs> Which so, we're now not doing. But we'll we'll get back there. We'll get back there. So there, there is other good underwater stuff to be done in NASA. Some of their like tours for snorkeling, while they're okay, for considering you're paying for it, um, you'd have a little bit better visibility. You might see a little bit more density of marine creatures on one of those boats, but you're going to be limited to about 45 minutes in the water and you're going to pay like 45, 50 bucks to do it. Um, yeah, I just go to Junkanoo Beach, honestly. Take my time and don't have to wear a snorkel vest. You know, those, those are all big perks for me. Hey, Professor Travels in there. See the world with Chris. Thank you guys for for joining in. Um, so we, we go back to the ship. We, do we shower? No, we just changed. We just changed clothes. Our time was somewhat limited. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of So Matt just wanted to like go, but when I get out of salty water, like my hair is kind of icky and I just feel, mm, so I always want to, yeah, okay. Um, so I just, you know, want to change my clothes. I know my hair is still going to feel icky, but at least I can feel fresh um, by changing my clothes. So we went back to the ship changed our clothes, put on dry stuff. I readjusted my hair. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, no reason. And, um, and, and then we got back off. Yeah, show. we got off. So Adam, who was cruising with us, was um, like, hey, if you are done snorkeling and you still have time and you're going to go check some other stuff out, let me know and I might jump off the ship because he was like, I'm not going to do anything in Nassau. So we were actually getting ourselves ready to get off and he sent a message. He was like, hey, just got off the ship. I'm I'm at the brewery. The brewery? Brewery. 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 Uh, Pirate Republic. Hey, we like found a mouse in this bottle of beer. So, uh, like, we get a free bottle, of, a free six-pack of beer, right? Eh? Somebody will get that reference. Yeah, so we, we were actually, we had just gotten off the ship, I think. We were getting ready to go to John Watling's, and then we got the we got. Yeah, the we were, we were going to hit up John Watling's and then go to the Pirate Republic on our way back, because I apparently can't say that word. Yes, but Adam was at the Pirate Republic, and we walk right by it. So yeah, so we're like, hey. Let's go, Let's go avast in. me hearties. Let's go see if we can find us an Adam. And and there she blows. <laughs> so we went to into the Pirate Republic, which I've been to before. Um, now, NASA is very, very closed right now. There are things opening back up. It's probably opening more and more all the time. The brewery is something that's open. They didn't have beers on tap, but they had their beers in cans. So we walk in. 
And it's just an empty bar with two bartenders and, and Adam and one Adam. So uh, we walk in and we're like, there's Adam. Look at that. You'll see this in the next vlog that comes out. And we're like, of course there's Adam at the bar. Where else would you find Adam in his natural environment, the bar and the bartender just, it kind of explodes into like, there she blows. Hey, come here, come here, come here. So I guess Adam had been talking to him. I don't know. If, I think Adam had been talking to him about, I must maybe? have been probably saying that he had messaged us to to come join yes. and we walked in and we were the star of the show. So well, I think the other guy was the star of the show. But. Yes, yes, he was, which you'll see him in the vlog. He if you want and as a preview, uh he kept referring to himself as a stunt double for and the name is eluding me now. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Which is which is very he looks very on point very much like Tracy Morgan and his name was uh, Marco uh, Marco yes because yeah. you'd say what what was your name and he'd go you say Polo I say yeah yes this man was full of character and energy and then the occasional pirate slang and um, just so much fun he gave us stickers um, and magnets and magnets. And, uh, and, and so then we, we tried some beer. Now, Kimbra is not a beer fan, although I have brought her over to stouts and porters. Only some of them. Don't make it sound like I like all of them. Right. So I'm like, well, you know, they, they had, they didn't have all their beers on, on in stock. They had a Pilsner. They had, um, a red, I think. Did they have a red? They had a wheat and they had an IPA. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of the IPA, um, but I wanted to try the Pilsner. It must not have been a red thing, so I would have tried the red. I don't remember what the other one was. I don't remember. But it didn't interest me as much as the Pilsner, which normally I'm not really a Pilsner drinker. But it was hot, and Pilsners are pretty good on a hot day. So I got the Pilsner. She got the wheat because what was it called? It had, they had fun names, too, which, um, which we should have looked haze, at. Haze, something Haze. The, uh, haze of Pirates. So anyway, they all have piratey pun names, and uh, and and she's had like um, she's had blue moons and stuff, which is a wheat beer, and and wasn't super. I haven't. I hadn't them. had blue moon. You hadn't. You had something similar. No, but he tried. he said that it was similar to a blue moon, and you told me that I might like a blue moon. Yeah, because it's different than your normal kind of beer tasting thing. Professor Travel, dude, I have to take – that's not the right accent. I have to take a leak so bad I can taste it. Yes, you know the reference. Oh, okay, I got to get my Canadian accent. But, um, but yes, it, so anyway, the Pilsner was good. It was, you know, it was a Pilsner. It was fine. Um, Adam said the IPA was really good. He had – he got a, a flight, which since they didn't have taps, they just gave him a full beer for each one and charged him the price of one beer. Like if you go there, please give them business if you like beer because you know they need business and they treated us like royalty and it and it was really cool. Um, so so what did what did you have? So I had the golden haze of piracy. That's it, golden haze of piracy. Long John Pilsner is what I had. Um, I don't think they had the stout. The stout. No, they was didn't not have ready. the stout. Black beard stout. Um, the other one was Island Pirate Ale, and then Take No Quarter is the IPA. I think, and maybe that Iron Pirate Ale, maybe that's an IPA as well, which would be why I wouldn't have gone for that. Because it, uh, it Island Pirate Ale is an acronym for I, or an acronym that would be IPA. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. See how they did that? But it doesn't say IPA. It doesn't. It doesn't Anyways. Say yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I make fun of her because okay. she says anyway. Do you guys say anyway or anyways? Um, anyways, <laughs> she tried the golden haze of piracy and I liked it. It was really good. So yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. I mean, like it was, it was very refreshing. Like it was mm -hmm. a good kind of summer drink. Like I like Guinness, but Guinness is not a hot weather summer drink beer. So, yeah. So to, to give you some perspective, when we got back to Florida, we were like, oh, Kimber likes this style of beer. So we went and we bought singles. We bought a Blue Moon. We bought um, 
oh, it's the one that's kind of shock top. Shock top. Um, we bought a um, Ho Garden, and we bought another one that was some. It's like Einstock or something. Some, like that. some brand that I, I wasn't e familiar with, but looked fancy. I don't know. Some. And it was foreign. Um, so she was eh, on the shock top, eh, on the blue moon, but she really liked the Ho Garden, which is, I mean, I would say. If you put those beers in front of me, Hill Garden is definitely the the prime beer, and that's the one she liked, and that's the one that reminded her of the Golden Haze of Piracy. So that may be um, an indication of of the quality of their beer. They he also he also took us for a private tour, no charge, of their brewery area, which he almost had to break into the lock. It was, wow. it was pretty amusing, sort of. So he was like. Yeah, let me let me show you the where we brew it all. They don't actually brew it all there. They brew some. Yeah, they do have they have the this Yeah, they've got up. they've got a decent space where they brew some it's stuff. Pretty, yeah, it's Most of big. their stuff is actually brewed at Brew Hub in Lakeland, Florida, which I think is really cool because that's like I, I 45 think that, minutes from us. I think that's the stuff that they they can is the stuff from Lakeland. Yeah. And then the stuff that they do there, which they have some that's almost ready, is the stuff that you would normally get on tap, which they usually have specialty beers. And the last time I was there, they had one that was like a, it was like a stout with like a um, rum or whiskey infused. It was, it was really good. It was really strong too, but it was really, really good. So, yeah. so yeah, they, I mean, but just such a kind soul and, uh, and funny and fun. And uh, really we could have spent the, our whole time there, Yeah, but and and we told him that we would be back in October. And now we won't. And now we won't. Now now I feel bad, but so, it's not because we didn't want to. Marco, if by some chance you did get our card that you watch this, uh, please know that we will get back there at some point. And the local hope, Tracy Morgan. And hopefully, people that watch us will send some customers your way because it was you gave us stellar stellar customer service, my friend. So um, yeah. So then. We moved on. We grabbed Adam. We said, Adam, we're going for a, a hike. It's about a 15-minute walk. Uphill the whole way. Uphill both ways in the snow. No, there's just uphill one just, way. Just one way. It was downhill the next way, which is probably good. Yeah. Because after you you drink, you don't really want to go uphill. I mean, we just had one beer. Right. But after we drink at John Watling's. Oh, we'll... yeah. 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 You don't want to go uphill after that. So John Watling's is a rum distillery. And you can go there and do a free tour. Tours are a little weird right now because of COVID. They give you a little sample of their pina colada. Yes, which is, it's not, it's not San Juan quality, but it's better than, like if you hadn't been to San Juan, you'd have been like, this is a really good pina colada. But we went in the wrong order. So it was like, Compared to most pina coladas, this is a really good pina colada. But, but compared to San Juan pina colada, it's fine. It was it was very drinkable. Um, yeah. So so we we go there and we and, and usually you can sniff the barrel, the empty barrel of of the rum, which is one of my favorite parts. But obviously, you know, you can't do that right now. They don't want a bunch of people breathing into a small compressed space. So. Um, but they still, they, you know, they explained it's it's all made right there. It's all bottled right there. Uh, that part was really cool. Like yeah. you could see them down there putting yeah. the stickers on yeah. and all that. Like that was cool. It reminded me of the St. Augustine bourbon distillery. Yes, I thought the exact same thing when we were there. I was like, because we watched them do that too. Mm -hmm. And they did it all right there. Yeah. And then they take you into, and it, all of this is in a house, which speaking of James Bond, they use this house in the beginning of one of the newer James Bond movies. Um, the Casino Royale one, I think, is yeah, what they said. Yeah, I think that's the one. Just in the beginning, I guess, they blow it up or something in the movie. Yeah, like, they didn't blow it up in real life. Unless they put it all back together. They probably didn't do that. Probably not. Yeah. And it was a hotel at one time in the 80s. And uh, like Dr. J went there. And Eddie Murphy went there. And... Um, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name, and he's he's one of my favorite. John Leguizamo was there, so um, yeah, so it had some history that way as well. But then you go into their, they have like a little area where you can buy the rum and and different things, and then they got a bar, and so you can get a sampler of their four rums that they currently had, and you could buy drinks. 
So we did that. The sampler was four little shot glasses of rum and it was like 15 bucks. They weren't even full shots. No, they, they were they were little literally like samples. Pour, yeah. It was, yeah, it was it was not um not a lot of bang for the buck. No. But you did get the tour and the and the uh, free little sample of pina colada. So if, if you count that as part of it, 15 bucks is a pretty fair price to pay. Um, and we only paid it once because we split that, which was plenty because when you watch the video and you see the looks on her face, you'll know that she is not one that drinks alcohol straight and enjoys it. So, uh, but there, and the rum is expensive. Yeah. The, the expensivest, mm, that's not a word. Most expensive <laughs> bottle was what, 120. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was yeah. really funny because Adam was like, "Oh, I really like this one. I'm gonna get this bottle." And we walk over, and there was a lady in the little store area, and he was like, "Yeah, this is the one that I like." And Matt and I are at the other end of the table looking at the pricing list, and I looked over at Adam, or at, at Matt, and I said, "He's not gonna buy that hundred twenty dollar bottle." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and then he he walked over with the bottle of the the white and said. That bottle is $120. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pricey and it's good. It's very, very good. But um, if I'm spending $120 on a bottle of liquor, it's gonna be a fine scotch, not not that rum. But uh, but yeah, but it's it's a fun experience. And we did get full pina coladas, which were about I think nine bucks a, a piece. Yeah, I think they said two for 18. Yeah, which was their deal. Yeah. Adam got a mojito, which he claims was the best mojito he's ever had. Yeah. And that one was, but that one was like $14 or something. Was like it that much? It was like 12 or 14 bucks. It was expensive. Huh. I was like, dang. So John Watling's is a little pricey if you don't want to do just the free tour. And look, I, I've been to John Watling's three times and this was definitely the least fun I've ever had at John Watling's. It it the the atmosphere wasn't the same there. Um, you know, the guy that gave us the tour is very friendly, very nice. It, it wasn't that uh, it, something was different there, and I and I'm sure it's because of you know where we are right now, and everybody's just coming back to the island on, and stuff. So I'm I'm going to give him a pass on that. I'm going to still recommend highly going there because you don't have to spend any money to go there, and it it's. The other two times I was there, it was an amazing experience. So um, we'll cut them some slack. You got to cut people some slack right now, right? Uh, but it but it definitely was not the highlight of our day no. going there. But it was still fun. It was fun hiking through Nassau and seeing a little bit of of Nassau. And, and you know, well, that's where we saw the Cuban grass quit, right? Coming back from that, which our, that was our cruise creature last week. Which so is a very pretty bird. Beautiful bird. And, yeah. you know, I now know what it is. If somebody stuck this bird in front of me, I would be able to say, hey, that's a Cuban grass quit. Yeah. And I yeah. can tell you slightly little bits about it. There's, It's hard to find anything about it. But, yeah. Well, we said, uh, we said, listen, last week's uh, yeah, episode. That, that little about bit that the, I said. The Cuban grass quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we stumbled back to the ship. Yeah. And that was that was our day in NASA. We, we got good footage of the pilot getting on. Yeah, that was really boat? cool. We yeah. we put that yeah. out as a short, and apparently lots of people liked it, so that was cool. Yeah, it's quickly rising up to be one of our most watched videos ever. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, good time. So Nassau has a lot to offer. That's basically what I'm saying. Um, there's there if you like to drink or you like sea creatures. I mean, that's what we can speak to. They also have rum cake places which we did not go to but i've been to rum cake places there before the typical tortuga ones but they and i don't know if it's still open but there was another one that was better that was like only on nassau but it was the uh, opposite direction we didn't try and hike up that way but don't count nassau out uh do a little research do a little homework Watch some vlogs. If you're going to be in NASA and you don't want to stay on the ship or you just haven't experienced it, definitely um, don't write it off. You know, give it give it a shot. Give it a shot. Um, yeah. My, my computer, my iPad just broke on me. So there we go. And we're back in the room. Um, anyway, we good there? Yeah, I had to mute you. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> All right. So that was Nassau. Mm -hmm. What's next? I think the cruise creature. Wow, All I right. just went to straighten my hat and made it more crooked. So the cruise creature is the giant hermit crab. Dun, dun, dun. Surprise, surprise. Well, I guess if you're just listening to this, you don't know that because we didn't actually talk about that at all when we were talking about snorkeling. No, we didn't. No. So go back and watch our video of our snorkeling at Junkanoo Beach. We saw, we actually saw two of them. Yeah. The first one like slid back into its shell real quick and then never came back out. But the second one that we saw was really, really cool and big. And we have like an hour's of footage of it. Probably but... not a full hour, <laughs> but we have. Like... Not in the vlog. The vlog only has like a couple minutes. Yeah. So I went down and set my camera down in front of it. And well, I was watching it from the top and Matt was off doing his own thing. And I went down and sat my camera down in front of it and my camera watched it. And I just watched it from above and it was like digging out sand and stuff. And it was it was very cool to watch from above. But then when we went back and watched the video, it was really cool to watch it from in front of it, too. But let's talk about the giant hermit crab. Okay. What do you want to say about it? Well, the giant hermit crab. Is a giant. Is a it's... very <laughs> large hermit crab. So it's a it's a crustacean related to real crabs because it's not actually a true crab. It's related to lobsters and shrimp and all those things that, that you know, a lot of people like to eat. People do eat giant hermit crabs. I, I found that out when I was trying to do a little extra research and I saw several videos on how to prepare giant hermit crabs, but um, but they so they are these big crustaceans, and like the hermit crabs that you may be familiar with, that are often called pets. Well, they are pets; they're not called anyway. They they are not land hermit crabs. They live in the water, which is where most hermit crabs live. But they earn the name giant because these things get big. I think the the record they. Is something like 19 inches. 19 inches is, stretched is out. what I could find. They're not usually stretched out because they have to fit into a shell. So um, they, they like, I usually see them, well, in Florida, because we do have them in Florida. In Florida, I often see them in horse conch shells, which is our biggest shell in Florida. In the Caribbean and the Bahamas, I've seen them and I usually see them in queen conch shells. So queen conch shell is big. Like you, it's like a helmet sized. For a human. And and uh, so basically these, what you're saying is they don't grow their own shell. They do not grow their own shell. No. They steal someone else's. Yes. And sometimes possibly by eating them. Right. Sometimes through murder. And yes. They're they they are kind of like pirates, you know. They'll 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 go and they'll find a live conch and they'll kill it, eat it, move into its shell. Or they'll find another hermit crab whose shell that they like better. And there is a there is a whole layer of combat that goes on between certain hermit crabs and fighting for shells and, and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, they move on on in. They have to live in a shell. If they don't, then they will not survive. Their bodies are adapted to kind of coil in a shell, and they, they're soft and squishy in that part, and they will not do well out of a shell for long periods of time. But, uh, but they do have to get new ones as they grow. So they start as like plankton. And then eventually they get big enough where they settle in and they find their first shell. And then they molt their exoskeleton because that's crustaceans have exoskeletons, no bones inside, but this sort of, you know, the bit you peel off of a shrimp or crack in a crab leg. That's the exoskeleton or crush in a cockroach or something like that. Anyway, uh, and I mean, they're arthropods. Yeah, but you didn't have to say that last I, one. You know, I, I kind of did. but You didn't. But... Uh, so when they when they grow, they molt that, they shed that, and then they find a new shell, as the case may be, as is necessary. Now, when we saw that hermit crab, you said it was digging. It was digging. And it was kicking up the sand, and you saw the sand, like, spitting out of its mouth and stuff. They got lots of little appendages and wiggly things going about. And uh, <laughs> and they, they will eat, besides eating queen conchs, they, they will eat. They will sift stuff like detritus and stuff out of the sand. But I think what it was looking for was an animal called a polychaete, which is a marine worm related to earthworms. But they live, 
These marine worms live in the sand. If you ever walk in the sand and you see a little hill with a with a hole in the top, sometimes you'll see stuff coming out. Looks like somebody squeezing a toothpaste tube. It's coming out of there. That's probably one of these polychaete worms. Uh, the one that we see have in Florida that's pretty common is called a lugworm. It's one of the common names for it. But polychaete's a more general term. So they they live in the sand. They'll make these little snot bubbles to catch food, and then they pull them in, stuff like that. But they will dig dig to get those. And I think that's what it was probably doing because it had dug like a pit. It was a nice little hole that it had dug and it was like going crazy. And once in a while it would turn and like start digging like sort of in a different area. But it was like, it was really kicking up that sand. See, Ian says, I've eaten a cockroach in China. Yum, not. But this is why I bring it up because people are like, gross, eating insects is disgusting as they're eating their cocktail shrimp and cracking their crab legs and enjoying that lobster. I look at it from a scientific perspective and a cockroach is not very far removed from a lobster. I don't care. They're very, very similar I animals. I don't care. Stace it's, it's just a cultural thing okay. that we are grossed out by That's insects. fine. Stacy wants to know <laughs> what the predators of a giant hermit crab are. Yeah, so they do have some predators. So what they'll do is they'll, they'll go inside that shell for protection. But, uh, you know, our friend the octopus could eat a giant hermit crab. Um, possibly a nurse shark could <laughs> suck them out. Um Maybe, maybe a settle of a stinger would go after them. Other hermit crabs would definitely go after them if they're bigger. Um, so there, there are a variety of things. Some fish would go after them, especially like right after they molt. It's not or something sizes. a starfish would do. Or no, um, no, probably not. Although if there was a dead one, some starfish might, might. Because I that. know they do the whole. Yeah, but they now they might eat a starfish. Okay. But I don't think a star, a star, you know, a starfish, maybe if it was a dead one, they might, they might, depending on the species of starfish. Yeah. So. Cool. Any other cool information about hermit crabs? Giant hermit crabs? Um, They're red. Yes, they're reddish. I mean, the, the, lobsters are not usually red until you put them in a boiling pot of water, but, um, but they are actually legit red. Yes. How old do you think the one was that we saw? I mean, its birthday cake had about 15 candles on it. No, I, I, I really, I have no idea. But it was big. It was big. I don't know. And it's really hard. We were trying to research them. And it's hard to find information on them. And that's because I think people just don't know a lot about them yet. Like the, the size description was nobody knows how big they can get. But right. 19 inches, they've been found at 19 inches. And... Um, you know, there's just not a lot of data on them. They're a difficult animal to study. So we know a lot about their anatomy because you can take one out and look at it. But um, like how long they live, how fast they grow. I did, I did when I was doing some last minute research, I did see a few scientific papers on them talking about things like growth rates and stuff. But um, I don't have access to those research papers because, you know, you have to have access to those databases. So I wasn't able to look at those. But uh, but I'd be interested to find out. Cool. All right. Okay. Do you have anything else? I know we're a little bit short, but I know that there's also a, a live that we want to jump on after our show. Yeah, we're going to head to the Down Under Cruisers, which if you're listening in later, go check out their YouTube channel. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think we're good. I think we're ready to wrap up the today's podcast a little bit on the shorter side but you know we've been on several podcasts lately and things and they always tend to go long so maybe ours should be <laughs> short we, they have like ship show went like two hours or something like that yeah when we were on common <laughs> room talk it was like an hour and 15 when we were on no cruise control i think we we're at like an hour everything we've been on has been like doubled time yes so and that's that's kimber's fault because she's so chatty yeah it's because matt never stops talking I could never, in the camera, I could never straighten my head out. All right. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Worse. Yes. All right. Well, on that note, it's time to wrap things up. It's time to, I don't remember how to end the show. And we're so close. <laughs> it's time to head for the horizon. In one week it will be. I'm going to have to figure out what to say after that. I know. Please help me. <laughs> help me. What can my new thing be? Send us an email at fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll just perpetually have to book.
cruises on the horizon. <laughs> that might be okay. I know someone from down under cruisers that might be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Well, on that note, let's head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Oh, did we get him out last week? <laughs> We're back. Hello. <laughs> I'm eating licorice. <laughs> we are so prepared. <laughs> so we just spent the credits saying, what are we going to talk about after the credits? And we're, we're not very prepared. <laughs> and Matt said, do you want me to go get the snake? And I said, you mean the one we showed last week? Yeah, the, the little one. Yeah, the one we showed last week. Oh, did we show him last we week? We got the carpet python out on the ship show. Yeah, yeah. We, we showed data last week. Data... I probably shouldn't because he did eat for us. Finally. Finally ate. And he shed his skin already. So he's doing good. He's very pink today. But, yeah, um, yeah I should probably not bother him. Yeah, we want him to keep that mouse down. He's just a little thing. Yes. Yes. Um, yes, the licorice is very good. So, uh, yeah, we're – look, let's just say this. Let's just end it on this for the podcast. Um, thank you for listening. And we hope you guys have enjoyed the vlogs and we hope that we're going to have a lot more vlogs coming out in the near future. We've still got one more vlog from our last cruise on the Mardi Gras. And uh, if we get to do it, we had, we did film stuff for a ship tour of the Mardi Gras. So we'll see if we can get that edited sometime soon. I know there's a ton of ship tours of the Mardi Gras coming out, so I don't know how important that is, but uh, but we'll see. We we did get the footage, and and then we'll be off on the horizon making more making more videos. Yeah.